Well, hello there, and welcome to Further Every Day, the podcast where we explore current events and our culture through the lens of the Christian worldview. However, as many lenses have a prismatic effect, there are many different slices of the Christian apologetic. And today, each one of us is sitting in a chair. From that chair, we will be arguing from the Christian apologetic standpoint and that one slice. To my right, I have Jennifer. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good week? Yeah, yeah. I'll be in the chair of philosophy today. So glad to have you there. God did not make stupid rules. A good theology produces good philosophy with intellectual rigor. That is something that will occur if you are following Christ with not just your heart, but your mind. Mm -hmm. And to her right, we have Mr. Charlie. Most wonderful to see all of you today. Good afternoon. Good to see you too. Go ahead and pull your mic down a little bit further to you. All right, hang on. So which chair will you be sitting in today, sir? We are going to do the political chair today. Most excellent. Christianity is not an entity as much as it is a relationship. When you say, I am a Christian, you are saying that I am a little Christ. I am transformed by the renewing of my mind. As Paul said, our objective is to be conformed to the image of Christ. We okay with the mic over there? I think so. I'm I'm trying to... So we're going to do it, and just so everybody knows, we got a couple of new mics here, and we're trying to make sure that we're lined up good. Are you good? Good. Good. So Got got some mic gymnastics working. (laughs) Mic gnastics. So pardon us with our mic gnastics here, but the political chair is going to be informed from the Bible. God set aside some rules for his God-ordained institution we call government. To his right, we have... uh, Mr. Steve. I was going to say Mr. John, but you know, Mr. Steve, how you doing today, sir? I am doing absolutely wonderful today, John. Yeah, I'm, and I'm having an aneurysm. I can't figure out to call someone by their first name or last name. Uh, he's going to be sitting in the chair of culture. <laughs> Don't worry. It's not, an, yeah, it's not an aneurysm. It's just a stroke. It's just a stroke. Okay, thank you. Thank you, nurse. So uh, he's going to be dealing with the Christian counterculture that we need to bring to the culture of man. Because, again, your theology forms your philosophy, which forms your culture, which forms your politics, and economics is downstream. And yours truly, John Arthur, will be sitting in the chair of theology, and I'll be warming that chair until we get uh, another individual in here. We're waiting for him, see if he gets here in time. And also the chair of economics. Not only are we going to be talking about why we believe what we believe, because God said so, and because God said so is enough, uh, I'll also be talking about the value structure that uh, exists in the universe. The truth of the matter is, at the end of the day, God didn't make stupid rules. There is value. And I'm not talking about Ferrari's value. I'm talking about the value of contentment, value of fulfillment in your purpose. Speaking about purpose, if you have children in the room, if you've read the title to this podcast, you might want to let them go. We're going to be as sensitive as we can, but this is a hard PG-13 topic we're going to try to keep it clean but uh this is a serious issue in the this is uh december of 2021 and there have been some recent news stories that have come out including but not limited to the cia actively harboring and sheltering uh pedophiles uh child rapists i i don't know how else to say it because because we, we make up all these names a pedophile is not just a lover of children they've violated a child so they've hidden those, and and we've seen this. We we all know, and and, and my, everyone's reaction to this is, oh, doesn't surprise me. I just want to throw that around the room. How is it that we joke? Epstein, the biggest biggest story of the century in 2019, has been written off as a meme. This man trafficked in children, and it's a joke that the Clintons killed him or whoever. Mm-hmm. So just throwing that around the room. I, I want to start with that. What does that do to our philosophy, Jennifer? When we allow that, shouldn't there be a blood-curdling cry? What kind of ramifications does that have? Well, I think the ramifications uh, that we're seeing from it are, I don't know if, if anyone has seen this horrendous map nonsense, minor attracted person, instead of calling them a filthy degenerate, if you're doing that to children. But I think that a lot of people 
are disgusted, viscerally disgusted. But something that we do as humans, very much involuntarily, our brains will actually try to protect ourselves from feeling those kinds of... I mean, it's, it's traumatic when you actually sit down and think about what has happened to kids. And it's, it's a, a almost involuntary reaction that you try to sanitize it so you don't have to think about it for your own comfort. I'm not saying that somebody does that on purpose. I mean, I don't want to sit here and think about it. I want to use euphemism so that I don't have to be... I mean, I'm not talking about being graphic. But it, it's a natural human tendency to not want to think about a child being raped. But in order to stop this from happening, we have to be mindful of not letting ourselves get so far that we're now treating it like a joke just for so we don't have to feel uncomfortable when we think about the realities of the situation and let me go if i could jump in real quick go for it you've got two things play here christians are very uncomfortable dealing with this yes because they've got they've got a mess in their own house we've seen that and by the way uh those that think that i'm pointing a finger at the catholics no i'm not you you can point to any of the established religions, you can find this. But number two, there is not, and this is this is where I think John Arthur is really wanting to hone in on this particular story. There's not a willingness by the church to really stand up to this and say, "Stop it." Whether whether it's going on in their own body or not, it this just flat out is. Wrong. Right. And and the, the point that I was trying to make is that the reason that we're comfortable not standing up is because we are in our own minds every day sanitizing this issue uh, to protect our own selves and our own comfort. And that we have to actively stop fight against that and well, be mindful of it. You know, people who in any fashion like to think of that horrible type of thing happening to children when we see these type of things happen on the news when it gets when it gets reported on the news people oh my gosh oh they turn it the off first thing or they turn it off or the first thing they think of is is what do they want to do with that person or having and so to have that got put to death to, right? so so a couple things here right First off, very good digging out. I want to move over to the chair of culture. No, 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 no. That, that, that's excellent. I want to move over to the chair of culture because I, I, I want to direct this in. When justice is slow, sin abounds. We have a culture that not only has devalued the life inside the womb, but outside. And what I mean by that is in... Biblical times, there was restitution, a public beating, or death. You touch a child, you're done, sir, or you're done, ma'am. It's over. Stoning. And I would say that's appropriate. And we're going to talk about recidivism rates, which are, which are horrifying. And some people will even say, well, it's not that bad if it doesn't carry the death penalty. So I want to talk to the chair of culture for a moment. I want you to throw this over there. What kind of culture does it create when someone is allowed to violate a child and then five years later they get out? The type of culture that it eventually creates <clears throat> is just like the type of thing we see going on today with Smash and grab robbing, right? Hmm. Turn, what's going store. on right yeah. now? You mm -hmm. turn it on, smash and grab. People are running and going. Nobody's doing anything. It's okay. People are fine with it. People are running in, robbing drugstores, stealing this. Everybody just stands around and watches. Mm -hmm. We saw a lady get smashed on in the face on a subway. Nobody did anything. It's just these types of things start 
become accepted and go, hey, it's okay. Because there's no accountability. Exactly. The accountability is not there. So people seem to think, it's okay, I can get away with it. So let's move over to the chair of politics. And this is a tee up for you. What is the government's job? And how has God dictated that we deal with certain things? The government's job is to protect, is to keep order, is to keep peace. And the the thing is, when you look at, and, and Steve just mentioned this, which is spot on right, when you do not have a prosecution of what's wrong, uh, the problem becomes very severe because now you're you're enabling people. You're, you're giving them the okay to do what they want. And we're going to, there we go. Apologies there, folks. We're just uh, doing some more mic gymnastics here. Um, but there's a, there's a lot. This is the fear that I have with, with our political climate today. And by the way, I would submit to you that the reason that we've gotten so that states are even like this, let's pick out California for a moment. The only reason they've gotten to that point is because this is there's been a lack of holding people accountable in the federal government. That that's a big issue, uh, and you need to do it within your own state. Look at Illinois, Chicago, one of the most corrupt cities in the U.S. Live locally. That's it. That's exactly right. And if you do that, guess what you affect? The you national, affect the national level, because you change the land. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's really the issue here. Theologically, Christians have lost the moral high ground. And the reason for that is no-fault divorce within the church. There's uh, no me... difference. There's no difference in the church from the world when it comes to no-fault divorce. Let me be very clear. If you are being abused, you need to get out. Let me totally be agree. very clear. You need to be safe. Completely agree. There is a time and a place for it. Christ said, because of the hardness of your hearts, it is allowed, but God hates it. John, so, let, me, let me push back, though, on one thing. Yoked. Um, when, when it comes to losing the high ground, I don't think we've lost it. We've given it up at the moment. I think we can take it back, but we must, our pastors must, take this stand and really dig their heels in. And that's absolutely agree. That's where the issue is. Our pastors have got to address this. So that is the issue. We don't have a sound theology because it's not, or let me rephrase that. Our theology does not inform our daily lives. Therefore, is it our theology? Oh, amen. There's a great question right there. Or have we made God into our own image? And on the chair of economics, I just want to say this. There's a vast amount of money to be made from child pornography. If you look, at child, if you look at child porn, that's one thing. If you consume child porn, mm-hmm. you are part of the abusers. And what I mean by that is... It's like sin. If it crosses your face and your, your sight and you shudder and you walk away, that is the right response. But if you let it creep in, as with any perversion, it will suck you down a rabbit hole. By the way, if you're down that hole, there is help for you. Talk to your Seek church family. Seek it out before it consumes you. Because that person, there's a person attached. And again, people say, some people say, well, you've heard that a million times. Yeah, because it's true. Mm-hmm. There's a person who's been victimized and who's attached to that. So let's talk about pedophilia in general. Again, I don't want to get in too far into the weeds on the news story itself, mm-hmm. but I want to get into how often we, we see pedophiles return to the vomit. And mm-hmm. again, I want to be careful because, look, right now, I, I, if you've committed this sort of crime, I, I'm not, I'm not coming at you, but I'm, I am saying that we need to start enforcing now mm-hmm. some stronger measures. 
Well, I just wanted to say as as a quick little tack on, and I think it will go well with with jumping into this. Um, it had been mentioned this slow justice or no justice at all, and Charlie had brought up an awesome Bible verse a couple weeks ago, and I found it again. It's Ecclesiastes chapter eight, uh, verse eleven. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart mm. of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Wow. What and a just, verse. Just, I mean, yeah. it, for our day and time. Just keep that in mind as we go forward. Any day and time. God's word is timeless mm-hmm. because it's yeah. living. Yeah. And, and uh, we're about to talk about the, the rates of recidivism. And just just think about that. Because punishment is not executed swiftly. It is now in the hearts of these men to do evil. That's, I mean, that's what it is. And women and, and Z7 yes, Zier. Yes, exactly. But, but, but we're going to talk about Z7 Zier. Yeah. No, but I'm, 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 I'm being a butt. So, Jennifer, I want you to get this What's one new? news story. This one news story <laughs> from uh, 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 law enforcement today. And and we're just, we want to use this as a, again, not wanting to get into the weeds because a lot of people are covering this. If you want to look at a full news on this, uh, Crowder, Lateral Crowder mm-hmm. did a really good thing on this. But mm-hmm. l- let's talk about the apologetic side. But before we do, let's go to the context, yeah. Jennifer. And just to shout out BuzzFeed because they're the ones who did a lot of the legwork on this. I mean, they're garbage most of the time, but good on you guys. But they started an FOI, Freedom of Information Act uh, yeah. uh, request, mm-hmm. all the way back in 2009, back when BuzzFeed yeah. was halfway Actually, a jur- you know, they were leftists, journalists. but they were still journalists. Yeah. But anyway, so this Law Enforcement Today article, the title is Shocking Report Shows Multiple CIA Employees, Contractors, Committed Child Sex Crimes, But Were Never Prosecuted. So I'm not going to read the article, but 10 employees and contractors who reportedly abused children sexually, and they denote that there is very credible evidence, that's their words, 10 of these people, only one of them was charged with a crime. I mean, that's... that's, this, that's is a, this is a law enforcement agency. This is the, the CIA who's supposed to be protecting us from, you know... Terrorism and, and things like that. What What is more terrifying to a child than being abused by someone who you're supposed to trust? Because that's who it is a lot of times. It's not often strangers. You you wonder why we don't trust our institutions. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about mm-hmm. politically that it's the government's job to bring justice. And that verse, again, when justice is slow, it's in the hearts of men to do evil. This is our government. And they're letting government agents and contractors use their resources and authority and power from the government to not specifically not bring justice to these people well even worse 1400 instances of child abuse pornography violation material Mm -hmm. were consumed by one individual on company cia company equipment you, you want to tell me that they didn't know about that the whole time he was doing it on company equipment how long right. does it take to consume that many videos that is years and by the way do you realize what you go through to get into the cia you're you have a proctology exam i mean mm-hmm. they look up everything you you are laid bare there is a psych profile you don't think that this is endemic hmm. it's uh, if if we caught a couple here, this is not something that just slips by. For you to be vetted, they look at not only your browser's uh, history, but they build a profile on you, and it's actively being built. You want to know what's even worse about some of those videos that were received that this guy's got, John, is that some of them were shot by their own parents mm-hmm. and given oh, wow. to them. So what, what one of the I largest sources of trafficking the type of culture that's out there. is mm-hmm. the mother. One of the largest sources of trafficking is the mother. I do not have the exact, but, but, but it's at least a plurality mm-hmm. of the individuals who sell child pornography are their mothers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's can we follow that path for just a moment? Let's run down that, but before we do, mm-hmm. I want to set it up. I want to yep. tee this up. Yep. Chair of philosophy. Yes. 
I want to tee this up. When you're dealing with pornography, I'm going to put this forward. I want you guys to react to it, push back on it if you will. But when you view pornography, you have forgotten your telos, your purpose. Because if as a man, your job is to protect, especially in this case, children. If it's a woman that you're watching, your job is to protect that woman. If it's children, your job is to protect those children. If you're a woman viewing this kind of pornography, your, your job, your telos, your purpose is to protect and nurture these children. What happens in our philosophy to bring us to the point where we not only consume, but we pay others to do this to children? Well, when it's behind a screen, I think it's a lot easier to really dehumanize and devalue the person that you're watching Mm. and the act that you're Mm. watching. And it becomes like a movie. Movies aren't real. And you can, like I said, the brain is a powerful tool. And for when you're just getting started down that rabbit hole, if you really, really thought about what you were doing, you you would be disgusted with yourself. I mean, the, the image of God that is reflected on your soul would cry out in just disgust. Mm. I but would say you that can. it does. Yes. But there's a disconnect. Yes. And you, you can do that to yourself. You can disconnect yourself from your conscience. And, 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 would... and you can do it almost without your conscious thought. You, you do it on purpose because it makes you feel better. It makes you more comfortable. Totally self-gratification. Total self-gratification. And real quick, I just want to add, because we talked about these 10 cases from the CIA. One of them had criminal charges. Only, only one. Only five were even fired. Four others were referred to a personnel board. I don't even know what I don't even know what to say to So that. again, when justice is slow, yeah. what kind of culture does that create, Mr. Mm-hmm. Steve? When justice is slow, we see this disconnect where the individual, the the image bearer of God is devalued and we lose the sight of our purpose. Let's let's think <clears throat> I don't know if if you can remember. I know Charlie can. There was a time, a number of years ago, a gentleman, I don't can't remember how many years, years it's been. This might have been in the 90s. They were bringing, the police were bringing a gentleman, I shouldn't say gentleman, a uh, male, a male, through the airport. This gen- guy had done unheard of things to his daughter. She was a young young daughter. The father was pretending to be on the phone. This is when they had pay phones. Okay. This is when they had pay phones. This is how long ago this was. And he was acting like he was on the pay phone. And as soon as they got right next to him, he drops the phone, turns around, and shoots him right in the head. Hands the gun to the police officers, holds his hands up, and you want to know something? The grand jury never charged the man, and he got off. Because back then, we realized that at the end of the day, Justice was not being served. That guy's going to get out in 10 years and he's going to do it again. We're going to talk about recidivism. Again, if you're someone who has come through this and if you've truly changed, I want to be careful. I'm not your enemy here. However, there are too many people who do this without any fear of repercussion because the government is slow to wield the sword. In fact, it doesn't in many states. Mr. Charlie, let's talk about that. Yep, go ahead. Let's talk about how when the government is slow to impose punishment, what happens to men and women? Again, this is politics, but also let's veer a little bit into culture with you just a little bit further. 
what happens to the men and what happens to the women when godly ordinances aren't enforced? Well, there's a deterioration in the home. Then there's a deterioration in the church. Then there's a deterioration in the community. Then there's a deterioration in the state. Then there's a deterioration in the nation. And I would submit to you that this nation has exercised a lot of sexual freedom, if, we, if I could say it that way, all the way back from the 1960s, probably could go back into the 50s. But up to this point, that it, there's been total deterioration. When you look, I, I, and I do want to say something for the U.S. justice system, if I could, for a moment. One thing that I do like about it is that you do get the chance to appeal you do get the chance to be heard multiple times. What is the balance? Where's the line in that? I don't know, I don't know where that, that line necessarily is, but I will say this, that um, when you're talking about executing justice swiftly, we know that there have been people that have been put in prison that shouldn't have been. They were wrongly convicted. Mm-hmm. But I will also say that if we were executing swiftly, there would be second thoughts about doing anything. And that, that right there is, is the difference in terms of letting things go and where we're ending up. From a political aspect, our country is losing control. And, and let me ask you something with that. Mm-hmm. Is that directly linked to the jail sentences for serious crimes going down and the number of crimes, the diversity of crimes going up? I think there's two reasons for that. That would be one. I think the other part, though, is that, and this, this is where I was going to go, tagging on to, to some of the things that have been shared. When... A mother or father is involved in watching the pornography and everything. You're not going to help equip your kids for right and wrong. That's rare. It's going to deteriorate. It's going to go down. Now that's left up to the church or, dare I say, the school teachers. Um, And we've seen what's happened in our public schools. We can't depend on stuff like that. We have to take control in our own home. And I think it's a sad thing that we've got moms and dads um, that, that are involved with this thing. Look, this is a, it's a heavy-duty sin. It's easy to get into. Houston has some of the highest, one of the highest in the world, child trafficking areas. Charlie, just, just to bring up your mention about that, Houston, and this is for sure a a known fact, a gentleman that I know that deals with uh, trafficking, sexual child trafficking, with um, and police departments Mm -hmm. and stuff, he has told me that Houston is the number one place in the United States Mm -hmm. for exporting children. Now, that's not just people that live here in the States and that are kidnapped. That's people that are brought in, like people across the border come into Houston and then are taken off out throughout the world. But we're, we're like a trading hub. Mr. Steve, we're a farm and a breeding ground. Let me go a step further. Look, If you're listening to this, one of the things that the church does is they turn off the pain and they turn off, you know, like Jennifer's talking about, we will shut ourselves off to it. Don't turn it off. You have to understand there are illegal immigrant camps where the cartels hold great sway. And this is in Texas. The police are and the ambulances are afraid to respond, but there are entire populations of Hispanics 
and other people who've crossed the border illegally, who live in fear, who are kept by the cartel, and they're kept in here for the promise of freedom, but they have to give their children to the cartel. And I'm going to say something very gross. Really, get your kids out. There's a problem with them raising kids for the cartel because you can only use a six-month-old in some ways once. Mm. There's so much trauma done to that infant when you use, when you devalue that human as an object. Many infants get once. And again, I know that's awful. But you need to understand what's happening. Yeah. We need to fight the battle. I mean, a lot of that's exactly the point, though, is that people say, you know, ch- child sexual abuse and, and bad enough they're thinking of 14, 16, 12-year-olds. No, 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 no. Infants, four-year-olds, two-year-olds. It happens often. I, I, and you I, know what? I, can I just say that I really appreciate all the ministries out there that are involved mm-hmm. in fighting this that face battle. it head on because it's it's tough and there are a bunch of them I, i've got some friends i won't say who i won't use names but um they've been heavily involved in that in some of those ministries one of them went in or no you know told me the story about two friends of his in the in uh ministry if you will they went into a house of ill repute and they said here we want your best you brought out a nice-looking lady. No, no, no. I want your best. Brought out another nicer-looking lady in fancier uh, bedroom attire. No, no, no. I want your best. They brought out a four-year-old child. Mm. This is very common. And to, to their credit, they, they dropped the sting. They grabbed the, the child and ran. Yep. But... That's going on, and we are, and because justice is slow, guess what? That wouldn't be happening if we didn't have swift justice when it comes to our borders. That wouldn't happen if we had swift justice. Look, I used to be anti-death penalty to a certain extent because I don't like our government. I think our government is kind of incompetent. <laughs> but let me say this. If you have two or more witnesses who are not in a you know not compromised by being involved in the issue who can tell you yes this happened yes this child was taken mm-hmm. how many how many kids does a pedophile get to take we're about to go to the next the, the next set of statistics mm-hmm. but the average pedophile molests 300 children over the course of their life when do we say oh people would say oh the death penalty is savage we we're more civilized than that oh you think you're more civilized than God Almighty? Mm. You're allowing individuals to violate. I, I, I hate the word molest. You're violating John Arthur, children. What, what happens when a dog uh, goes and, say, mauls a child? Doesn't, doesn't kill the child, just mauls it. What do you do? What happens to that dog typically? It's getting a 12-gauge slug to the head. Exactly. And what happens to pedophiles that have, say, molested 300 children in their lifetime? Well, if you work for a government agency, you probably don't have to worry about prosecution. They continually get out and do it again. Mm -hmm. And and, and and that's the tragedy. There was a great video, I forget which one, and you can find a hundred of them on YouTube Mm -hmm. of in the courtroom where the dad says, give me five minutes. Give me five minutes Mm -hmm. with the man that touched my baby girl. I I was looking at, uh, I didn't look at the video, but it it had the thumbnail of uh, one that, this is uh, several years ago, dad lunging over a a desk going after the guy. Mm -hmm. But you know, that shouldn't be our response only for our children. That's right. You know, uh, I mean, it's it's everyone's job to protect children to a very very large extent. Primarily the father, yes, but. And you know, John Arthur, in in the obviously, it's interesting. We're hitting on this story today and and doing this topic. When you're looking at Ghislaine Maxwell and and Jeffrey Epstein. The horrificness of that stuff the, is mind-blowing. But here's the thing. 
They had him once, and they, they had him. And they let him go because he was a CIA asset. Yep. And that's, that's really the issue, isn't it? When you lose, when you lose your moral high ground as objective. the government because you have objectively moral. abandoned in favor of your own pursuits, whether they be righteous pursuits. There are people who thought they were doing righteous acts by getting dirt on other people. Now, I would say they're in the minority. I think most of them are sleazy SOBs. Pardon me. But that's really what you're dealing with here. The story of the century, the story of the century is that the United States government was was running a pedophile island. This isn't some weird conspiracy garbage. There's literally... The, a plane that was called the Lolita Express. Look it up if you dare where the origins of that comes from. It's from a child pornographic child abuse novel. And they're laughing about it. Mm-hmm. President Bill Clinton took 20-something rides on there. And I don't think he was just along for the ride. No. And so that's where... We've lost it. We've disconnected. And this is what secularism does. Mm -hmm. It's this cancer. Your politics, your philosophy should be based on your theology. They are based on your theology. We talked about this a little bit before we jumped on. And we I compared it to uh, the issue of abortion. And how when you lose the objective standard of life begins at conception everything else is arbitrary Mm. and john arthur had brought up earlier that some of this filth is stemming from our release of purity our our giving up of a purity culture you know the no-fault divorce i would add in valuing virginity for both men and women good point keeping yourself pure avoiding pornography when when we abandon that and those objective standards of sexual morality are no longer the standard. Everything else is 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 um, arbitrary. So it's okay to have sex outside of wedlock, just not homosexual sex. Okay, well, it's okay to have homosexual sex, just not with a child. Okay, now we're 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 moving forward, people. This this next, is the next one on the list. Is yeah. what. As, as, yep. as John Arthur often says, okay, yeah. that's different. As now. John Arthur often okay. says, and I really like, we're not sliding down. We're looking up from the bottom of the ravine. <laughs> like it's, we're here. It's not a slippery slope argument. It's a look backwards. Mm-hmm. Because when you trade the values of God for the values of man, this is where you end up, and it's going further. It's going further, mm-hmm. as we're going to touch on here. But first, let's talk about for those who say, let's go ahead and reform. Let well, let's get into it. So this is from stopchildpredators.org. Okay, uh, here's some stats. Multiple studies have found that average the average pedophile has molested over 300 children in his or her lifetime. Sex offenders are at least four times more likely than other criminals to be arrested for a sex crime. The release of the released sex offenders who committed another sex crime, 40 percent perpetrated the new offense within one year from their prison discharge and the majority of the children they molested after leaving prison were aged 13 or younger they're not getting the right kind of help well here's the thing there's 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 a prescription for this and again let me be careful how i say this because i the law of the land right now is that you've done your time after five years i'm all for changing that right now and saying from now on, because look, you have to have the law out there. You have to have the law out there. As with anything, you can't go back and do a, a inquisition. But that's part of the thing, isn't it? We're allowing so much evil to slide. Yes. We're allowing so much evil to slide that it has affected and warped us. It has warped our culture. Now, by the way, just... For the record, 34% of offenders are related to the child they abuse. Mm. 90% of adults, uh, adult child sexual perpetrators, uh, uh, 90% do, 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 
were male, 3.9% were female, and further 6% classified as unknown gender. I want to go just another step further into that stat. What is the primary unifying characteristic behind same-sex attraction or body dysmorphia? I'm going to say it's sexual abuse. 80 to 90% pre-rapid uh, onset gender dysphoria, i.e. the fad of, of, of threesomes and, um, and picking up a gay lover for your time in university. Okay? Those aside, and I can say this anecdotally as well, I have a lot of friends who have been gay now or dead or are gay. Not a single one of them I know was not abused either violently sexually by a family member or or absolutely could not identify with the mother-father relationship because mom was an absolute piece of work or dad was an absolute passive useless. Mm -hmm. Okay? Or someone else came in, another father or mother figure destroyed that image. Okay, so here you go, John. Here's here's a nice bit of information. California, just a few days ago, was reported teachers new club at school. We're talking elementary, and we're talking kindergarten. New club got a secret name. Don't tell your parents you know what it is grooming mm. for lgbtq stuff that's all it is is nothing but grooming and it's a secret club and it's got its own secret name and teachers in the public school in california are doing this mm -hmm. And you've seen this on every front, on every level. Chair philosophy, when you do not have a spiritual backbone for your belief, if we are just a, a universe of particles, is there any difference between us and the animal kingdom or us in different sexual proclivities? If you are being honest about your philosophy and your worldview and you do not hold to the Christian morality standard, no. Now, you can lie to yourself and you can say that you're a secular, humanist, naturalist, whatever you want. But then as soon as we bring up, you know, pedophilia, oh, no, 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 that's object. That's wrong. That's wrong. Okay, but but you're not getting that from your claimed, you know, worldview. You're you're that's stealing from a objective mm -hmm. Christian standard. It I, I'm I don't want to. Yeah, I'm going to say exclusively Christian standard. Absolutely, and and if you want to look into that, Jason Lyle does an interesting talk on mm -hmm. presuppositional apologetics. He yeah. does it in his nuclear strength apologetics. It's a really good study to go there. But effectively, mm -hmm. you can know that something's wrong because God wrote something on your heart. Yeah, mm. but yes. you can't support yeah. an atheistic worldview yeah. without that information. And I just want to toss out there: we don't have to address it. Just just for people who are listening who maybe feel the same way that I do. I, there's a, a couple. You know, tidbits that got tossed out about, you know, we want to be really careful and you need to seek out help. And, and I, I totally get that. And I totally agree with that. I'm just being honest in my own heart. I'm a one and done. If if you give in to that once, I'm 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 not. I'm the wrong person to come to for help. I'm, I'm just being honest. Sure. So it's not a hill that I'm going to die on. I'm not going to break fellowship with anyone if they think that rehabilitation is possible but well, i'm done with this podcast yeah right, right? <laughs> i'm out the door i was gonna bang my fist on the table but i didn't you're welcome but yeah i mean just <laughs> in, in, in case anyone out there is 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 thinking along the same lines as i am you know just now let me say it this way she comes uh, from that perspective i can't and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna turn it a little and that's why i love this group mm-hmm 
because we bring out we bring out things to think about here. I want you to to think about a person that has been abused that mm-hmm. does get involved with yeah. that eventually. Mm-hmm. They sit in a prison for 10, 15 years and they're probably continuing uh, to be abused. Uh very possibly often. And the thing is in their heart mm-hmm. they're screaming for hope. Yeah. I know I know that. I just, <laughs> but but you know what? You know what? It, not it everyone really... is called mm-hmm. to every ministry. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. This is Amen. not my ministry. <laughs> and and you know I think John Arthur on, on this this topic is really it, it's a really good one. But the way you started this is what we must remember. And and you've got this one other article. I just want to bring out a couple of quick things on this. There's there's three paragraphs I'm going to read very quickly. And and this article is coming out of the, the Daily Beast. And let me make sure I get the title of it. Jeffrey Epstein's sixth story played out for years in plain sight. By the way, if you don't understand the Jeffrey Epstein story, you should. That That's number one. By the but way, number two, by the way, was for years. Breaking news: He committed suicide. I mean, I mean, oh, <gasps> what? I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about that in a moment. But let me read this real quick. Can you say cover up? The, and this is in the the middle of the story. But much worse was to come from Epstein's army of willfully blind lobbyists. In 2007 and 2008, as the FBI prepared a 53-page indictment, think about that, folks. 53 pages. That would charge Epstein with sex crimes. Epstein's powerful legal team played the influence card. After the one meeting, and who'd they play it with? Federal agents. Mm-hmm. After the one meeting with then U.S. Attorney Acosta, where presumably intelligence was mentioned, the indictment was shelved, and instead Epstein signed a non-prosecution agreement with federal prosecutors pleading guilty to one count of solicitation of prostitution and one count of procurement of minors for prostitution, which earned him a cushy, and this is right, 13 months in a county jail where he was allowed to leave to work at his office and go for walks. One more quick paragraph at the bottom of the story. The story in the indictment that was unsealed earlier Monday was eerily familiar to all of us who have been paying attention to Epstein's sick story. What is different, finally, after 16 years is the reaction, which is at last appropriate. But I want you to hear the term, 16 years. One of the young women who spoke to me 16 years ago emailed Monday evening, shocked and elated. She said, fingers crossed, they all finally go down. Just think about that. If we wonder, if we wonder why we're sitting in the position that we are with the garbage going on in our federal government. Folks, it is because we are not considering sin to be sin. We have called right wrong and wrong right. And we have used the power of the sword to get what we want for our agenda as opposed to prosecuting evil. We have perpetrated evil. You have got sin that has crept into these federal agents that have done the say probably what's on video that epstein's probably done what blackmailing them with how do you get off of that many charges that easily because epstein his whole purpose blackmail his whole, what he does, you know blackmail. he's got people high up that are saying, get off, let him go, blackmail. And that right there is why you do not trust. There is no trust for the institutions anymore. The government, trust in the government institutions is broken down. Do you know why the Catholic Church has lost the trust? Because we knew, we knew about the priests. The cardinals knew about the priests, and they covered it up. Didn't do anything. When you come for—by the way, you want to know why Protestantism has taken some serious uh, stabs in the gut? There are folks who've known about abuses of individual by individuals in those circles. There are people who've made allegations about RZIM. I don't know. I— I want to see that if there's evidence on that, because I want every bit of that 
rooted out and burned with fire. What you what you've got is you're having not just in your culture where you have the people that are sinning, you've got the leaders mm-hmm. that are trying to say, hey, we're running this country, whether they're a Catholic that is standing up to be a certain way but is not when they're sinning and doing <laughs> I mean doesn't the matter sin, the sin is the just sin as is, bad as another. The issue but, is the sin in the church. And that that is where men have stopped being men. Do do you want to know why second wave feminism Don't let women was, get off. Do you know why second wave feminism was so successful? How the debauchery of the sixties was so awful and how women became so promiscuous? You know why? Because the men in the church were hiding behind the fact that they don't get pregnant. Mm. There was a lot of that. You you want to know why second wave feminism was allowed to take root? Because there's a little bit of truth there. Yep. There is a culture that still exists in some churches where they will blame the woman more than the man when it's the man who leads mm-hmm. in the godly order. You want to know true toxic masculinity? That's Adam saying, no, 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 it, wife wife was in charge here. That's toxic masculinity. There you go. That's exactly right. And sadly, current feminism, guess where they run? To the effeminate, toxic, useless mm-hmm. man. And, and, and they build a caricature and it, that's not uh, godly masculinity. I don't even think that they really run to them all that often. Because, I mean, we are built a certain way. Men and women are different. And it's it's very natural for women to have a, a desire for a man who's actually a man. So uh, I think a lot of this, uh, these Second, very effeminate mm, men, I don't think that they're all l- that successful. Let me ask you something. Who do you always see as a, as male feminists? The effeminate, sickly man. You don't you don't, you don't oh, see course. no chads there. No. But the other thing is, is the chad is a huge part of the problem, right? Yeah. Because what 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 I hate. I, I was on radio in Houston uh, one time, and this one lady goes, "You know where are all the men, where are all the good men at? I am constantly being pinched on the butt and slapped on the butt, and and all these men, they just won't take no for an answer. They just want to get in my pants." And I said, "Well, where do you find these men?" Well, I'm a comedian, so I so I work the bars. Said, "Huh, that's an interesting subset of the population you're in." They say, "Where have all the good men gone?" We're, they're not going to be there. We're all the, <laughs> they're not. Where there. the women? I guarantee you that. Where the women are? My father said something interesting growing up. He says, "Men are made by the women in their lives, or they are torn down by the women." What a statement! In their lives. What a statement! So you need both. I love my wife. By the way, ladies are made also by the gentlemen and lives, or they're destroyed mm. by the yes. gentlemen mm-hmm. and their lives. Boy, it, it's almost like uh, some uh, supremely intelligent being made us to be complimentary. <laughs> hmm. Complementarianism. Hmm. It's so, funny. Funny hmm. how that just uh, apparent, you know. In, Where'd you come uh, up maybe? with that idea? I don't know. <laughs> you know what? You have some brilliant skills there, Jennifer. You should <gasps> wow. you should write a book doing these podcasts. Ooh, a sixty six yeah. a sixty six um sixty six chapter, chapter book. book with sub chapters well, in it. Well, sixty six book book sixty book compendium. <laughs> but suffice it to say, at the end of the day, folks, let's go around let's go around the 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 room here. The question is, how did we become so complacent with pedophilia? And what does the road look like going back from a philosophical perspective? How do we build a a philosophy that is founded and rooted in a good theology? We build that when we, first of all, know what the Bible says. So we have to be reading it. We have to have strong leaders, which, sorry, ladies, the leaders in the church are men. Which is not to say that you don't play an important role in support and and all kinds of stuff but we need strong leaders who are willing to once they know the truth boldly proclaim it stand up for it 
not be afraid when people come against them and disagree and want to nitpick and argue. And we as the congregation have to support our leaders when they take that stand. And ultimately, we need to not shy away from the realities of sin. Sin is serious, not just pedophilia, although pedophilia, I think, is especially egregious. But just sin in general, we take a very lackadaisical view mm-hmm. of it, and it that Agreed. needs to be changed. I agree. You know, it, this conversation reminds me of Phineas, mm-hmm. the son of Aaron. Mm-hmm. He was so done with it. He went and said, you're done. He yeah. started spearing people yeah. with sexual immorality. I'm not advocating that in this day and age, but I'm saying that fervor and passion should go to the political chair. In, political chair, how do we come back from this? Well, in, in the, there's really there's only two ways to do it. Step one, fix it in the church. Step two, fix it in your local governments and start running it up because it all starts with the home, moves to the church, moves to the city, moves to the state, moves to the nation. Let's, That's how you have to fix it. Amen and amen. It is more important who's the man of your house yes. than the man in the White House. Amen. Amen. That boils down to culture. Let's talk about the root back. Biblical masculinity, biblical femininity. How do we inculcate that into our culture? Culturally, we've got well, one thing to start off to is by making sure we understand that men need to be spending more time in the home and make that commitment to their marriages and raising their children and raising man. Oh, <laughs> your children don't need more video games, Xboxes, and dollhouses. They Get need a dad. away Man. from that stuff. They need a I dad. I tell you what, a dad that takes them out to experience the outdoors, to understand, explain God's word to them, what happens outdoors. I'll tell you what, I spend a lot of time outdoors. I mean, listen to the way I talk. I mean, <laughs> now, and... The best times that I have talking to the Lord is when I am outdoors. And my kids now are starting to learn that, and so are my grandchildren. Raise up the child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Creation declares him. Wow. I don't know. Uh. Go figure. And bringing it into the chair of theology and we'll also deal with the economic issue. Your children are the most immense value you can provide to this world. Protect them, guide them, lead them. Pastors, speak about this from the pulpit. Members of the church, beloved, look at your theology. Does it actually influence your life if it doesn't that's not your theology my family if it doesn't influence your actions that is not your god that is not your theology examine yourself with that said thank you so much for joining us today if you enjoyed it go ahead uh hit that like and share button tell us in the comment section down below what you think if you had any arguments that you think we missed uh go and tell us which chair you're arguing we'd love to hear and if you hated it well i'm so sorry uh Hope you have a nice day anyway. Thank you. And Love the, you. The comments can be left at provokedtoreason.com. All citations there. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And if you're still here, you are the Fan listeners, or we put you to sleep. So let's talk real quick. I'm going to shoot this around the room. Do you think uh, Ghislaine, Gise, whatever her name, Maxwell, is going to be actually indicted, or is she going to slip off into the distance? Jennifer. 
I don't think it matters one way or another. If she is indicted, she's the scapegoat for all the other horrible, corrupt, just degenerates. Uh, and if she does slip off, then people I, people are going to treat it just like they treated Jeffrey Epstein and turn it into a meme. Is he still alive? No, no. Oh. He's absolutely dead, but he did <laughs> okay. not kill himself. But moving over to the Mr. Charlie in the chair of politics, what do you think is going to happen to Maxwell? You think she's going to get indicted or let off the hook? Oh, absolutely indicted. Over here to Mr. Steve Culture, do you think she's going to get away? I think she'll have uh, charges reduced, and I think she'll give up a bunch of interesting information. And, and if, that's exactly they, what's going to happen. She can convince some of that. Then whether it does any good for her or not is a different well, she's gonna, she's gonna turn evidence. Prediction. She's going to turn evidence, and she's going to get out in two years with good behavior and a cushy sentence. If no, she, no, 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 no. If she gives evidence, she's also going to commit suicide. Let's yes. be honest. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I, because but, let me tell you, the one person that doesn't last very long in a prison. The rat. Is, the rat. No, no, is is the child abuser. Oh, That's man. exactly right. They, they, you, they do not last. And I'm going to tell you, I'm one of those, while I believe there was a little thing behind Epstein, I'm not 100% convinced that somebody else didn't do it just because you're a child abuser and I'm going to get you. I know a number was, of gentlemen that work at prisons, and they have told me the ones that don't last are the pedophiles. Yes, I think I, I think she's going to get off. I think she's going to get off with a minimal sentence. She's going to give away a scapegoat, and then I think she's going to get off with a minimal sentence. That's my prediction. Put your prediction Agreed. down in the comment section down there below. We want to hear it. Thank you so much. Love ya. <laughs>